0: We're now on day two of the live-fire Hanguang war games. Military police drilled in Taipei early this morning, fighting off a mock attack on the presidential office.
1: Troops were also stationed at the mouth of the Danshui River to prevent the enemy from advancing into the capital. Over in Hualien County, fighter jets responded to a simulated air attack by the PLA.
2: It's the crack of dawn, and an alert comes in, signaling an enemy incursion. A Mirage 2000 roars across the sky to intercept the invaders, breaking the tranquility of daybreak. With fighter jets on a hot pursuit, the ground troops start to mobilize. After re-equipping, the tank battalion rolls out under cover of darkness. M60A3 tanks and CM-21 armored vehicles, as well as light and medium tactical vehicles, all maneuver away from the home base. As they leave, the troops scan their surroundings for threats. Once a path is secured, the convoy moves forward to a tactical position. At the destination, the vehicles are draped with camouflage netting to conceal them from enemy bombardment. Turning to Taipei. Seizing the hours before dawn, Military Police Command deployed multiple Clouded Leopard armored vehicles to major city roads, including Zhongshan North Road and Zhongxiao West Road. This was a simulation of PLA special operations that could be launched before a full-on invasion. These might be targeted attacks on the city's political and financial centers, as well as an assassination of the president. In Tuesday's exercise, military police secured the presidential office and defended Taipei's political and financial centers. With the presidential office heavily fortified, troops along Guandu held the front line. Mortar carriers and armored vehicles stood guard at the mouth of Danshui River to stop PLA troops from moving upstream and reaching the presidential office. Each year, One war game's highlight is takeoff and landing exercises. This year's will open in Pingdong on Wednesday. The day before, preparations were already underway. To create the Jiadong wartime runway, traffic restrictions were imposed on four kilometers of highway in Pingdong starting Tuesday morning. One military enthusiast staked out a spot early with the help of a crane truck parked on a pineapple field. He says he wants to snap close-ups of the moments of liftoff and landing. The military plans to drill on five emergency runways around the island. All systems are go for takeoff on Wednesday.
1: America's top diplomat has reiterated Washington's commitment to Taiwan at a congressional hearing on Afghanistan.
0: Speaking to the House Committee on Foreign Affairs, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the U.S. would stand by its commitment to Taiwan under the Taiwan Relations Act.
1: On China and Taiwan, Uh, as I said earlier, uh, whatever protestations they may be making in newspapers or in their propaganda, there is nothing that China would have liked more than for us to have re-upped the war in Afghanistan and to remain bogged down for another 5, 10 or 20 years.
3: During a congressional hearing, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said China had used the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan to produce anti-American propaganda. A House representative asked if the Biden administration would do, quote, whatever it takes to support Ukraine and Taiwan. We'll stand by our commitments
2: to Taiwan under the, under the
1: Taiwan Relations Act. Uh, We'll stand by the commitments we
3: have to Ukraine. Over on Twitter, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China released a new video featuring lawmakers from Europe, Japan, Australia, and elsewhere. They called on democracies around the world to reject Beijing's bullying.
2: If Lithuania is punished by Beijing, its democratic allies across the world must be ready to assist. Time to stand with Lithuania. It is time to stand with Taiwan.
3: Back in Washington, Taiwan's de facto ambassador to the US, Xiaobi Kim, spoke at the American Legislative Exchange Council, a nonprofit of conservative state legislators. She talked up Taiwan's strong economy, adding that Taiwan's democracy would not cave in to Chinese pressure.
0: Who are questioning the presence of the Confucian Institutes and the way the Chinese government exercises censorship and surveillance on their students. Taiwan is your best alternative for learning the Chinese language in an environment where the young people can exercise their full freedom and tweet whatever they want without the risk of going to jail.
3: Xiao said that Taiwan's contributions to the global economy were not limited to the products of TSMC. She also said that as free democracies, Taiwan and the U.S. had shared interests in the Indo-Pacific region. Xiao said she hoped for deeper exchanges between the two countries to counter the Chinese threat.
0: Taiwan has six special municipalities. The mayor of Hsinchu City wants a seventh In an interview earlier this month, Mayor Lin Zhijian called for merging Xinchu City and Xinchu County to form a larger administrative area with pooled financial resources.
1: The mayor made his case again on Tuesday during a visit from Taiwan's president to his city.
2: President Tsai Ing-wen made an inspection tour on Tuesday of the new preschool campus of Shinju Waldorf Experimental School. The city's mayor led the tour, briefing Tsai on the school's philosophy and his education policies. The campus spans two administrative regions, Shinju City and Shinju County. Once again, Shinju City Mayor Ling Shijian advocated for merging the two regions
3: many city and county residents are very supportive of a merger. I also hope that through merging the city and the county, after upgrading to a special municipality, we can plan out education, transport, environmental and urban development policies in a more comprehensive and efficient manner. We're hoping for a unification of powers and expansion of our financial resources. This is indeed a major issue pertaining to national development planning. Besides considering public opinion, we'll need to consider the law and other factors. All of it must be carefully and rigorously discussed.
2: Tsai said that when considering a merger, both public opinion and the law must be taken into account. At present, the populations of Shinju City and Shinju County have not reached the legal requirement for a merger. In addition, the KMT has objected to the proposal, saying that if the two regions were merged, it would allow Lin, a two-term mayor, to seek another two terms.
3: If you want to openly claim that this is for the public good, that yes, this is for Shinju City, this is for Shinju County, this is for the good of Greater Shinju, and that's why we want a merger. If you want to say that, then you should also come out and say you will not run for another term as mayor of the merged region. This merger plan is tailor-made for Shinju Science Park. If Shinju is upgraded to a special municipality, anybody with the will and the desire to serve would be eligible to participate in the election.
2: Pushing back at Xinju's mayor, the KMT said that any talk of a merger was a product of political calculations. One KMT lawmaker argued that if there had to be a seventh special municipality, it should be one comprising Xinju City, Xinju County, and Miaoli.
3: The industrial chain of Xinju Science Park spans Xinju City, Xinju County, and Miaoli County. These three regions make up a high tech industrial chain. So if we merge Xinju City, Xinju County, and Miaoli County, we could build a so-called Northern Taiwan Technology Corridor.
2: To merge or not to merge, and should Miao Li also be merged? Those are the questions set to shape the elections in the run-up to 2022.
1: Two new COVID cases have been added to New Taipei's preschool cluster, taking the total to 32. They are a five-year-old girl and her father.
0: The CCC also released the lab test of an infected construction worker and his wife who were suspected of being connected to the cluster. Officials confirmed that their viral sequence matched the one of the preschool outbreak.
3: The interior construction worker, case 16168, and his wife, case 16171, were sampled for genomic sequencing. The results came back this morning. They were compared with the virus behind the preschool cluster and other previous Delta cases. Our findings were that their viral sequence is a complete match with the preschool cluster strain, so we believe that they are part of the same outbreak. I want to emphasize once more that this preschool cluster involves a viral sequence that's different from what we saw in all previous imported and local cases, including the Delta cases in Pingdong's outbreak and Taoyuan's pilot cluster. This is the first time this sequence has been detected in Taiwan.
0: In related news, Taiwan's premier said he's asked the CCC to restore Taiwan to normal life provided that the epidemic stays under control. The CCC announced that that it's considering relaxing restrictions on September 21st and that no new restrictions will be imposed. Concern is growing about the long-term effects of public health restrictions on aircraft crew. Pilots and cabin crew say they can't get necessary medical treatments because of anxiety about COVID risks.
1: Meanwhile, high profile COVID cases have exacerbated widespread, uh, widespread suspicion toward the flight industry. The plight of Taiwanese air crew is now attracting more and more international attention.
2: A headline from British newspaper The Daily Telegraph, people think pilots are murderers because we brought back the virus, Taiwan's COVID scapegoats.
3: It's a little bit of an overgeneralization. I think it was just a single case. It doesn't necessarily represent how all pilots behave.
2: You
3: can't ignore people who are obeying the rules just because of one or two people. I think they should follow the same rules as travelers.
2: A small number of pilots have broken rules and brought suspicion upon their profession. Meanwhile, Taiwanese aircraft crews have been caught in an endless cycle of work and self-isolation for over a year. When they need medical care, they often suffer discrimination, leading unions to warn that crews' frayed mental and physical health could pose a flight risk.
3: There was a crew member who fell from a staircase on a cargo aircraft. He was sent to a hospital here they wouldn't even give him an x-ray. They just gave him some painkillers. If it was just for a month or two, maybe it wouldn't be a big issue. But it's been over 18 months now since February 2020. We're not asking for a lot. We just want somewhere to accept our aircraft crews for appropriate medical treatment.
2: The predicament of Taiwan's air crews has attracted international attention. The International Federation of Airline Pilots Associations, which represents pilots from over 100 countries and territories, will discuss the quarantine measures imposed on Taiwanese crews and whether social pressures could cause a flight risk.
3: Other member states can see our issue is very difficult. They're willing to publicize it in a meeting. They can offer guidance and advice to the International Civil Aviation Organization. Of course, they can offer appropriate recommendations to the Civil Aeronautics Administration and other government agencies too.
2: The role is very important.
3: However, if the pilot union is requesting for a 14-day quarantine, the society and the government should um follow. To, should accept.
2: Including the Novotel Hotel cluster and the recent EVA Air Delta case have worried many. At the same time, aircraft crew have to live somehow, no easy equation to balance.
1: More than 3 million people are waiting for their second shot of the Moderna vaccine, but currently only about 240,000 doses are in stock.
0: With time ticking and no shipments on the horizon, it's possible the CCC will extend the dosing interval once again. Let's hear from the health minister.
2: We'll
3: start administering once we receive some. It's not like they'll never come. They will start to come in faster and faster. For the administration of Moderna, our highest volume days were July 1st and July 2nd. This means many second doses are due for mid-September. That is to say, there's now a demand for them. So once we get more Moderna, we'll administer the second shots as soon as possible.
0: So far, 11 million people have received their first shot of a COVID vaccine. About one million people have received a full two-shot regime. In related news, Japan has announced another vaccine donation for Taiwan comprising 500-thousand AstraZeneca vaccines. Health Minister Chen shih thanked Japan, saying the shipment would be used to boost Taiwan's two-shot coverage.
1: Schools nationwide will start administering the Pfizer vaccine on students starting next Wednesday. The Ministry of Education has announced that recipients can take up to three days of leave to recover from the vaccine.
0: New Taipei plans to make even greater accommodations. The city mayor has ordered all schools to switch to distant learning for the two-day following vaccination.
2: Pfizer vaccines are scheduled to roll out next week at schools around Taiwan. The Ministry of Education says students are permitted to take three days of vaccine leave that won't be counted against them. New Taipei is taking aftercare a step further. All classes will be held remotely for two days after vaccination.
3: We're worried that kids might feel unwell after vaccination. So after reaching out to school principals and communicating over this issue, we've agreed that all classes will go online for two days after the first shot is administered. If students are still not feeling well after that, they can request vaccine leave, which won't be marked as an absence.
2: Over in Taipei, the city says it will defer to central government guidelines, schools will be allowed to adjust classes as they see fit
3: according to central government rules students can request up to three days of vaccine leave which will not be considered absences there are three schools that have plans of their own one school says it will do one day of distance learning after the first vaccine dose is administered the other two schools say they'll do two days of distance learning
2: as for taoyuan Kaohsiung and tainan they say their schools will offer vaccine leave only Taichung says it's still assessing the situation.
3: We're still assessing how the Pfizer vaccine affects younger groups after administration as compared with adults. We're looking at whether there are any differences.
2: New Taipei Mayor Hou Yoi says that his city's policy is based on data provided by the Health Ministry. According to government statistics, more than 50 percent of adolescents experience a headache after injection. But one doctor says that school accommodations should be made after the second dose, not the first.
3: The Pfizer vaccine has milder side effects after the first shot and more severe ones after the second shot. Some people may feel unwell after injection, but it shouldn't be a large number. I think there won't be too many students who feel unwell to the point of not wanting to attend class.
2: Meanwhile, parents have called on the government to offer on-site vaccination at primary schools for students aged exactly 12, who would otherwise need to go to a public clinic. The health minister said that organizing school-based clinics was not feasible for small groups of children, but that it would be possible if numbers hit a certain threshold. The
0: executive Yuan has approved a draft bill to create a center for bilingual national development.
1: If the bill is passed, it will establish a center that promotes the government's bilingual by 2030 policy. Formosa News uh, reporter Stephanie Yang gets the details from NDC Deputy Minister Shu Kehe. In
0: 2018, the government announced the goal of making Taiwan bilingual in English and Chinese by 2030. Since then, the public and private sectors have worked to expand foreign recruitment and establish English language services. On September 2nd, the Cabinet finalized a draft bill to create a center dedicated to developing Taiwan's bilingual environment. The center's mission will include improving the English learning environment for all education levels, training government officials and increasing digital learning.
2: will target higher education as well as the high school level and below. It will also promote digital learning as well as improvement in the GPT and English for public servants. We at the National Development Council basically focus on planning policies for talent development and manpower issues our scope of consideration goes beyond education. The center will bring together resources from various departments
0: and private organizations. The center will work with education institutions as well as the
2: tech and publishing sectors and NGOs. You can see that outside of Taiwan's current education and civil service system, outside of its private schools, there are actually lots of social organizations, both for-profit and non-profit. You can see on the Internet, there are lots of startups that are very language related. If English is never applied, then proficiency will not exist. So, how do we create opportunities for application? Let's take the business sector as an example whether it's wholesale, retail, lodging, or food and beverage. If the English language is applied only during training, then there is not much point. The bill for the bilingual center will be reviewed by lawmakers in the current session. If passed, the center
0: could be established by the end of the year. For Muscle News, Stephanie Yang, Lu Botong, in Taipei.
1: Due to COVID fears, many local governments have banned outdoor barbecues this fall. That's a blow for lovers of the traditional mid-autumn festival barbecue.
0: But it's a boon for makers of electric grills who are cashing in on the demand for gadgets to cook up a feast at home.
2: Pork kebabs and sweet corn are sizzling on a charcoal grill. To one side, tofu, meatballs, and green peppers are boiling. Mid-autumn festival barbecues may not be like normal this year. Many people are turning to electric barbecues or home appliances.
3: I'd made plans with my friends to go to Ilan next week for a barbecue, but because of the ban, we cancelled it. So I thought I'd go for one of these little barbecues at home. It has lots of functions, like it can do takoyaki and okonomiyaki.
2: This
3: time, can do grilling and boiling, which suits me, because I love hot pots too.
2: Businesses know what diners want. Double function barbecues are booming. This two-tier design lets you fry eggs in the tiny pans at the bottom with a holder grill on top. You can switch it for pans of loofah clam soup or an iron plate for grilling steaks. It's a compact design with big potential.
3: Since early September, we've seen massive profit growth. Compared to the same period in August, our barbecue product sales have grown fivefold
2: gathering around the fire as a family is a big part of the fun. This little portable barbecue is no larger than a bread maker. Its compact dimensions make it perfect for taking on a trip or using at home.
3: This year, many consumers are choosing to stay at home and have a small barbecue with people they live with. We expect overall profits to be up more than 20% compared to last year.
2: A search for electric barbecues reveals many models are already in short supply. Mid-autumn festival is just a week away, and Taiwan is preparing to serenade the moon from home. Taiwan tennis ace Hsieh Su-wei
0: is back at the top of the women's doubles world rankings after seven months away. In the latest weekly rankings, Hsieh was the only player with more than 8,000 ranking points.
1: She stands at number one, replacing her Belgian doubles partner, Elise Mertens. Meritens had held top rank for nine straight weeks, and she now stands at world number two. She and Xie teamed up at the just-concluded U.S. Open, where they advanced to the quarterfinals.